Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Raising Bulls, brought to you by the beautiful game network Roughneck Scarves and Icarus FC. We are the only podcast dedicated to the New York Red Bulls 2 of USL, or the USL Championship, I should say. Tonight, uh, we're going to do a little bit of a, a State of the Union, I think. Uh, just looking at the team and looking at how they performed up until this point in the season. We're just about at the halfway point. Things are bleak. I think that's super fair to say. Um, we could talk about uh, some of the bright spots, some of the uh, the trouble areas, the many trouble areas, but uh, we'll, we'll get to that. We've got a preview for this Friday night's game at MSU Soccer Park against Tampa Bay. I almost called them the Buccaneers, the Rowdies. Uh, and then we're going to get out of here. Not not uh, a ton churn in this, this news week, but we're here to bring it to you anyway. And I'm here joined by Mr. Anthony Merced. Hello, Anthony. Hello. How are you doing? Tampa Bay Buccaneers. What are you waiting for the NFL season? Uh, I, don't, I don't even watch NFL. I don't know what my problem is. Brain. But how did you come up with the Buccaneers? Brain is mush because that's like that's the first place Tampa Bay goes. I guess it should be like a, the Lightning, right? They're a good team down there. I guess the Rays You're are very pretty good. Stanley Cup champions. Yeah, there you go. My brain just immediately Buccaneers. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> anyway, rowdies considering how good they've been this season. Yeah, they've done well this year. I st- I'm not sure this is a championship team, but they're a pretty good team. I guess I guess we can talk about that. Yeah, later we'll get to it. We get we'll get to, to it. The Spe- playoffs Here's another the, uh... team that I think it's fair to say is not a championship team, at least not in its current state. And it would take quite a bit, in my estimation, to get them there. And that's the New York Red Bulls too. Two more losses since our last episode, uh, both of them by a score of three to one. I was at the uh, loss against Pittsburgh. There were some okay moments in there, but mainly not so much. I think. More of what we've seen where uh, they have moments where they uh, they create chances, they get looks, they squander those chances, they go down. Uh, it, it was just another tough loss. And then heading out west, they go to Sacramento. I don't think we really expected much from them out there. Um, and they didn't disappoint, you know. Uh, 3-1 loss, like I had said. Two of those goals uh, off the set piece. It was just a, a tough night. You give up a penalty. Um, a beautiful goal from uh, Jeremy Raffanello. Uh, congrats there. I think uh, nice job. Job well done. But not much else in that match. If not for a wonder goal, you're looking at a 3 nothing loss. This team, uh, they're 10 points back. You look at uh, the stats, right? The team rankings. They their conversion rate. They are twenty fourth in the league, twelve percent on their shots. They uh, are nineteen with nineteen goals scored, uh, but they are fifth in the league in shots. So that'll tell you a little something. Uh, taking a lot of shots, not really scoring the goals yet to keep a shutout. Zero shutouts on the year. Second in goals conceded, only to Loudon United. They're, they're a little bit more even on the discipline side now. Some other teams are closing in, but they still lead the league in yellow cards. If only you got points for doing that. Um, it's just, it's a real mess. And we've talked about it a couple times this year about this being a young team. And it's not really, it doesn't seem like a complete team formed ahead of the season. And I know there's been some challenges 
about what players would be with the team and um maybe that's mostly on the defensive side it has not worked out and uh it's just all bad. I'm looking at this. They're halfway through the year. Can they salvage this season? It depends on what your definition of salvage is. Can they uh, can, can can they learn more than they have? I don't know how much they've learned about this team either over this course. Um, some, I, I guess, maybe one or two players you can point at, but this is. I mean, we've never experienced a season this bad with this team. Like, let's just say uh, this team has never been just as overmatched by the USL as they have been this year. And so it's very difficult to to talk about them in this way and just say how freaking bad they are. Like, they are, a, they are a bad team. There's talent there, but it is not shining through enough to get results this season. Well, I think that that is definitely the biggest thing right now that I think we can look at. We can look at what players might be able to break through. I don't last year was not good, obviously Um, missed the playoffs. There are a couple of guys on that team or at least who participated in that team in the year before who weren't necessarily on good teams, didn't necessarily shine, but are doing okay in MLS guys like uh, John Tolkien, Sean Nealis. They're doing all right there. They're not. Um, I think setting the world on fire, but they're well. Tolkien uh, is playing very well so far. A couple of mistakes for the young guy, but like uh, much better than I think most of his performances at Red Bull Two, especially in year two, were. So I want to look at guys on the on the field for the Red Bulls this year that we can really put in that conversation. I think. Obviously, guys like Omar So and Jake LaCava are like the top of the list that everybody wants to talk about them all the time, and they are very talented, and I think that they can um, find more success with a better team around them, but I want to focus on other guys oh, in the boy. lineup. <laughs> I want to talk about other guys. Oh, like boy. a guy like Jeremy you, Raffinello. You, you just cut the legs off of this conversation. <laughs> Jeremy Raffinello is the only other guy to talk about. Well, like I'm going to be very honest here. Well, Everyone else on this team, like if, if you're asking me who should be back next season, um, it's it's those three guys. It's Omar So, Jake LaCava, and and Jeremy Raffanello. Everyone else can go somewhere else to make this team better. That is how bad they are this season. See, like right, there's I'll, I'll... such an incredible inconsistency to this team that. We're already halfway through the season, and they, these, a lot of these other players have not shown enough to say, "Hey, I want to see more of you." Just, it's just not there. Like, this is the professional game. You need to show something. And the three guys I just mentioned, they've shown it. Other people, not so much. And I know we've had some ex-players, some of them that play in Tampa Bay, who have who have disagreed with me. But there's a reason why they're no longer with this team anymore. I'm talking about Evan Loro. <laughs> <laughs> Loro, uh, I I'm not sure he would have ever made it to uh, MLS. Yeah, and that's be- why he's but, in Tampa Bay. Be- well, <laughs> because of of guys like Mara and like he had a lot of he had a big hill to climb. It's a hard spot. I understand that. Um, but he, but he, but if he couldn't even end up as a bench player on another MLS team. That's fair. I think you throw, yeah. 
you throw a dart in American well, soccer <laughs> and you're going to hit a talented goalkeeper, you know? Oh, because we all know that Americans, if there's one thing Americans don't do well is play goalkeeper. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but I, so like, here's another guy that I think has done okay, but it's hard to really get a great gauge on him because the rest of the players around him have been so bad. But Amir Tomble, I thought has looked good in his time for the most part, but it's, it's so hard because he's playing generally with a guy like uh, Mandela Egbo, who um, is not a is center not back. a center back. So it's you know I understand when things go badly for him, and uh, the back line in general is just young and it's difficult. Like Joe Zielinski, I thought has looked okay at times. I don't I don't think that he is necessarily one of the problems back there. Maybe a little bit more disciplined, but he's still an academy guy. He's not a full player, as far as I I know. Um, and you know, maybe I'll also throw Kyle Zayats into that. Uh, um, Zayats should be better. He should be like, better, but I, he's I also think... coming back from a knee injury, so I'll, I'll let him adjust for a little bit. You know, sure, you can give him a pass this season, but I mean, like again, we're we're playing on the professional level here. There is there is a point where you can be okay and but you can't be that bad, and there's just too much of that bad happening on on this team. Um, and you know one of the biggest frustrations that happened early in the season that we were willing to forgive from this club was the now cavernous gaps in quality that happened during the games. So you'll see moments, and, and John Wanick has mentioned this. There's, there are these stretches of the game where things are going so well, and then all of a sudden they go horribly wrong. Like, guys aren't standing in positions properly, they're not pressing when they should press, and other teams take advantage of it. That hasn't changed, and the players that are standing in those positions haven't really improved the scenario. So, like, these guys just need a lot of, they just need to do so much better. And I'm actually going to put Egbo in a different class. Cause I don't think that it's fair to criticize him because he's being asked to do something that to be quite honest, like he it doesn't come really naturally. He'd, he'd be asked. I don't think he'd ever be, he'd ever thought he'd be asked to do that. Yeah. Um, but some of the other players are just like, geez, like, can you like, can you do something here or can you keep the level? If you can do it for 10 minutes, on a professional level, you should be able to do it for at least 60, and we haven't seen it from this team. That's fair. Um, guys that, uh, academy guys that have come through that I've liked, again, like I think it's mostly on the um, on the offensive side of things, uh, but Serge and Goma, I thought, also looked good uh, in uh, his limited minutes that we've seen him. Roald Mitchell earlier in the year was looking very good. Roald Mitchell's very good. Yeah. Roald Mitchell showed a lot of promise. I think he needs, um, he showed enough promise. I think he needs more time, but I understand that maybe he's not getting it very similar to how Derek Etienne didn't get it because maybe he hasn't decided he's going to college yet. Who knows? Well, yeah, um, that, that's just it. I think that's the case is he's going to yeah. end up going to college. So. Yeah, so so perhaps that's why we're not seeing more of him. But I think that this team needs to make good offers to these players. Say, hey, screw it, come here, and play professionally. But you know, I, I don't have hard numbers on this, but I also think that this is the first year that we've seen a lot more uh, uh, expectations um, from role playing academy players. 
right? Guys coming in and like playing a handful of, of professional matches, not necessarily signing with the team uh, because of just like we talked with Roald Mitchell. Uh, and these guys are jumping up to a level maybe they are not ready for. And we also mentioned that early in the year. And I guess... Yeah, they're, they're missing a veteran presence. And this is something that years past the team did have, whether it be a lower division, um, and that's not meant as a derogatory term, but just like literally a lower division um, veteranship. You know, we, we got it from... I think it was year one, it was Kyle Rainish or, you know, Ryan Mary, you're out there. And even Aaron Long, who um, was essentially a, a lower division player before graduating to being like the national team defender. Yeah. Um, but like that, that level of, of experience, this team doesn't have. So you're asking blank slates to go out there and figure out scenarios without looking across the field and seeing the kind of player that can give them the leadership that I think they really, really desperately need. Well, one of those guys who might be coming in, uh, although I can't, we can't say that he's going to give them the veteran leadership that they need, is Steven yeah, Suar- Sarada. Um, young, uh, what, what, how old is he? He's like 20, like something, something ridiculous like that. Like, I mean, he is he's very a young, young guy. He's 18. He's not, he's not even 20. Oh, so look at that. You're not, I mean, you're not getting a veteran. Not going to help. But not gonna uh, help coming story. in as maybe a potential uh, 10 in the system, which they so desperately need. I think they've created so many chances in transition or, or I shouldn't say chances. They've created so many moments in transition that could lead to chances and maybe a good 60% of those fail because there's no one to play that ball in or there's no one to make that decision quick enough for them to play that ball in. And so maybe getting a guy in there who's dedicated to doing that and to helping advance uh, the play, it would help. I mean, I think Raffanello, who we mentioned earlier, has looked okay in that 10 spot, but that's not... Uh, his natural spot. That's not his. Yeah, that's not his spot. We saw yeah. Florian Velo play a little bit of like a deeper uh, playmaker against um, Pittsburgh, which nearly y- yielded a second goal. He helped out and created that first one. Um, nearly got a second one in there. Uh, Lacava with a bad miss on that one, but they don't have that guy to slip them in. And maybe maybe upping that conversion rate takes some of the pressure off of the defense and you see maybe a little bit more of a, 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 a compression in terms of um, how many goals they're giving up versus how many they're scoring per match, which right now is, as we mentioned earlier, very lopsided. Yeah. And you know, the, the, the other thing is, is that they're not um, that disconnect is so apparent because we know how good Jake LaCava and Omar so are and it's it's affecting their output and you can hear it when you whenever you talk to Omar so I believe it was about two or three weeks ago we talked to him um and he was feeling a little more confident but he does mention that you know this kind of stuff does get to him which is not a knock on him any striker that plays on the team that is bad and he doesn't get the service will feel that confidence wane Right. And the worst thing that can happen for a player like him, who's so talented, is to have his confidence rocked by the fact that he's just not getting good service. And so it's something's got to change 
to, to make it happen. I don't know if anything is because I mean, you know, it, it's Red Bull, <laughs> like, you know, like they, they don't exactly go out and get what you need when you need it. They get it two years after the fact. Um, so I don't know. And again, like, I don't know if they really care for this team. I think they know what they have with Omar. So, and they just kind of like, well, okay, if we bring him up, he'll get his chances with, you know, whoever's going to be the attacking midfielder on the first team, as opposed to, um, the two team. But yeah, there's it, it, just this weird state of limbo. I can't tell if they care or don't care how bad this team is doing anymore. Yeah. It, it's a little bit hard. I, f- I feel like the players are definitely not loving this is i think this has been a really oh they're not yeah it's been very tough but i just don't know if the organization given the mls reserve league happening i'm just going to call it that for now because i don't know what the name is yeah that's Um, fine i think that's appropriate even i know but some people take reserve league as some (laughs) kind of insult but like and it's not i mean there's reserve teams in you know every other league in the world um but the uh um the the reserve, you know if they're going to move over to the reserve league i think that the uh the overall expectations are going to change so it's you know it, it, it's hard to tell there's just too much transitioning happening at the moment yeah and we got to obviously see if they're going to bring in any defensive help i mean summer's basically over so probably not uh maybe you get a couple more looks at different academy guys who are not uh, quite that college age but you're not getting veteran leadership out of that either it's tough for this group, I think. It's tough for, well, does, for the does people USL, watching. Does USL follow the same transfer deadline as uh, Major League Soccer? Or are we essentially on the European? Because I know the MLS transfer deadline ends uh, what's it, tomorrow, I believe. Tomorrow at midnight. Um, Wednesday at midnight. I think that that's right. Um, oh, I wanted to see your calendar. Transfer calendar chance for window dates there we go what do we got what do we got uh, of course doesn't say anything here either usl oh, come oh on. Tra- transparency in the united states never heard of it terrible um yeah no it seems like it's like a similar like maybe they get a couple more days out of it but i think it's roughly the same summer transfer window yeah, so they, you know, they, they don't have a lot of time to kind of make yeah. this this happen. And there's, and there's been zero buzz, I'm not going to lie. They could come up with something. Red Bull loves to keep things very close to the chest. But at this point, we're hearing nothing from anybody anywhere. Well, the f- roster is not officially frozen until the start of the playoffs, I think. Um so they I, could it's still for internal, yeah, internal they, they could still yeah. make uh, a different kind of move, whether it's like within the league or, or something else. But uh, what who who would you be able to even move from this team somewhere? You know, I think that's that's a tough one. We'll have to keep an eye out. Let's look at let's look at the standings real quick. Mm-hmm. Pittsburgh Riverhounds leading the Atlantic Division, thirty points. Tampa Bay just behind them, 27, uh, and a game in hand. Then the Miami FC with 26, Hartford with 23. Hartford only seven points out of first place, three games in hand. I would be shocked if by the end of the year they're not ahead of both Pittsburgh and Tampa Bay. But who knows? Oh, they they won't be ahead of. We'll see. We'll see. Do not, do not discount. 
how amazing Bob, Bob Lilly. Lilly. Yeah, that's Bob fair. Lilly, Bob Lilly is like Bruce Arena. Like you can give him crap and he will make an amazing sculpture for you. Unless he's doing it at the national team level, is that? He well, you well, <laughs> you can't. Okay. You can hand him American crap, but you can't hand him bad German crap. Okay, fair. Okay. Um, That's a knock on Jurgen Klinsmann for those that don't yeah, remember yeah. who were not around for it. It's been a while. I mean, he, he doesn't have that same excuse in 06, but uh, we're, we're going to move on from that. Um, Boy, what happened in 06? You don't remember 06? You mean the World Cup or yeah, qualifying? the World Cup. Oh, no, of course he qualified. Oh, yeah, all you got to do is get there. It doesn't matter what happens. <laughs> at that point. terrible. Like, they're never going to win it. Ugh. Um, Red Bulls. Oh come on! Are you one of those people that's like, oh, in 2026 they could win it? What? what? No, like, I'm just ready to move did, on. I don't need to talk about the national did team. Did you watch the Euros? Did you see the competition that they have to face? <laughs> Red Bulls sit seventh place. <laughs> They're ten points back from uh, fourth. It's it's not looking good. I. I can't imagine there's going to be much of a big turnaround. Their next three games, uh, or their next four games, all of these are at home over the next 14 days. There's four of them. Tampa Bay, Charlotte, or wait, did that one get moved? I think, I believe that's the rescheduled That's the rescheduled one, okay. So Tampa Bay, Charlotte, San Antonio, and Charleston. San Antonio. Uh, Charleston uh, is in fifth place. Charlotte's in sixth. So, you know, we've gotten a couple of wins over them. Maybe Two they of the feel three good wins that those. the team has had this season. Yeah. Uh, Charleston, they've been competitive with. So that's not so bad. Um, San Antonio, not having a great year, but it doesn't really matter. <laughs> I imagine they're still going to be uh, playing better in the Red Bulls, although they've got to make the trip across the country. So who knows? Um, but that's that's another tough stretch of four games. I can't see them getting maximum points in those. I mean, I can see them beating San Antonio. San Antonio is having a – I don't want to say disaster. For them, I think for their expectations for the year, it can be described as disastrous. Um, I don't know. They're they full probably of... thought – they thought that they would be a lot more competitive than they are this season. They're full of those, like – usl veteran guys though that like teams like that always give this team trouble and they've got ex red bulls players marcus epps and chris lima i i feel like that is just they're asking for it they're gonna get whooped on by them um we'll see i uh i've been known to be wrong on more than one occasion (laughs) never never i've never heard you be wrong before We'll see. Well, yeah. All right. Sure. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it's not looking good. Tampa Bay uh, over their last five games, uh, a little bit rocky. Lost to Charlotte. Lost to Miami FC. Lost to Miami FC not once, but twice. Um, yeah. And Hartford in that run. So they've only got one win uh, in their last five. Four losses. They're coming up against a Red Bulls team that is uh, roughly in the same amount. They've somehow played better over their last five. Listen, we've sounded apocalyptic about this team, who's got a better record over their last five games than the Tampa Bay Rowdies. Well, that that's because um, 
Red Bull has been on the same trajectory all year. Yeah. And Tampa Bay has decided that they want to be a yo-yo this year, which is having incredible heights when it comes to results, especially early in the season when they were undefeated, I think, for the first like seven or eight games and then completely fell off a table. Um, and now it appears that they're getting their form kind of back. We'll see. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a yo-yo effect for them more so than the consistent underperforming that we've seen from the Red Bulls. Plus, the uh, one win in that group is a team arguably at the same level as the Red Bulls do, which is Loudoun United. So they can handle Don't it. Don't insult the Red Bulls like that. There's <laughs> no team is worse than Loudoun. <laughs> arguably the same level. I'm sticking with it. Um, awful. Loudoun's awful. It's not great. Neil Collins uh, still doing his thing down there. Let's get a look at their player stats. Uh, Sebastian uh, Guanzati, nine goals, uh, easily leading that team. Uh, nobody else is anywhere as close. Uh, Steve Dos Santos, Leo Fernandez, each have three. Uh, Jordan Adebayo Smith with two, and then a bunch uh, tied with one, including Jordan Scarlett. Um, Lewis Hilton, three assists. He's leading the team there. Guanzati with two assists, uh, and then a bunch of guys with one after him. Uh we know they've got Evan Loro, they've got Jordan Scarlett, Forrest Lasso. We've talked about this before. This is a, a strong team full of USL regals. I I don't see how, even with them playing poorly right now, I don't see how the Red Bulls get a win over this team. But I didn't think that last time, and they put up a decent fight. Is this the kind of game they're going to be up for and get up for and maybe surprise us, or are we looking at more... More indigestion. I'm rooting for the surprise. Um, I I don't know at this point if I expect it, but I'm hoping that they do put up that kind of a fight. Um, look for all the complaining that I, I in particular have made in this in this episode. There's talent there, and 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 they can make it work. Um, it's a matter of putting the right pieces in the right place to do it for one game in particular. So I mean. It's doable, but I it's I don't expect it to be at this point. Should we should we uh, offer some sort of uh, <laughs> plea to the if the Red Bulls two win this match against the Tampa Bay Rowdies, I will blank fill in the blank for me, Anthony. Oh goodness, why why are you doing this? Um, I I will. I publicly apologize to Evan Laurel. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. All right. Uh, I meant for me, but I'll, I'll take that too. I like it. Oh, for you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess I'll public. Well, actually it'll be good if I publicly apologize if he plays poorly. Oh, there you go. Hey, sorry. I said all those mean things about you now that you gave up goals. You I might... Hey, for all I know, he still thing. listens to actually, this year. I didn't say the mean thing about him. That's true. I said it about another player. And then he decided to stick his nose in it. <laughs> yeah, fair, fair. That's fair. <laughs> uh, okay, give me a uh, scoreline. What do you think this is going to be? Uh, I, I think that they will score in this game. I can see this being a 2-1 defeat. Yeah, I think that's about right. I'm going to go one more. I'm going to say this will mirror the last three outings. This is another 3-1 to one loss. Rough times. Rough seas ahead. And with that, we've come to another end, or the end of another episode of Raising Bulls. Um, you can follow us on Twitter. I'm 
underscore Joe Goldstein. And I am at RB News Network. And the show is Raising Bull Cast. That's one bull, Raising Bull Cast. That's all Twitter. I don't uh, tweet much. I say that every week. If you want to follow us, thank you. If not, that, that's also fine. Why are you listening to the show then, huh? You don't care what we have to say? Ugh. Don't threaten the three people that listen to the show. All three of you are getting cupcakes. Just, just so you know. Uh, we're part of the Beautiful Game Network at BGN.FM, covering MLS, USL, Premier League, and WSL. They've got lots of great podcasts and articles. Head over there, listen, read, do the do the stuff for the people that work hard for it. Uh, we're brought to you by Icarus FC. Tired of the same old uniforms and cookie cutter templates from Nike and Adidas? Looking for unique, completely you, <laughs> looking for a unique, completely custom kit for your youth club, Sunday league squad, adult, or even pro team? Icarus FC can help you create the kit of your dreams at an affordable price. Let them help you design your new custom kit today at IcarusFC.com. And of course, we'd like to thank our sponsor, Roughneck Scarves, the official scarf supplier to MLS, USL, and US Soccer. Get custom scarves for your group or team at RoughneckScarves.com. For myself, for Mr. Anthony Merced, and uh, the faint glimmer of hope that he will have to apologize to Evan Loro in person. Thank you very much. Uh, in person? <laughs> in person. I'm already out. You can't have a second.